0: Hey, everyone. Uh, Welcome back to Surviving the Covert Narcissist. Um, I had a really good conversation with Trish Valleys um, last time around. And so we set up a time to discuss more things so we could go a little bit more in-depth on certain subjects that, you know, we thought were important to talk about. Um, So on this episode... Uh, We kind of are discussing, you know, our relationships and uh, red flags that we encountered um, their relationships with family members, friends, um, all these things that could um, be of use to you moving forward, um, being a survivor of a narcissist. If you're still in a relationship with a narcissist, um, if you are starting to realize early on, that there are red flags and you're trying to get out of a relationship with a narcissist or just, you know, overall trying to protect yourself. Um, You know, some of our experiences uh, are kind of divulged in this episode. Um, We are going to do uh, a couple more episodes to uh, have just kind of open discussion. Again, I am by no means a professional a podcaster. Uh, I am not a licensed psychologist. Uh, We are just talking out our experiences and trying to um, uplift each other and protect each other um, as empaths, as normal people, as (laughs) whatever we are, you know, um, trying to move on with our lives after abuse. Uh, the best way that we can. So um, after this short break, I will get to the episode. Thank you guys so much.
1: I think so. Recording. All Recording. Right. I see. We are back in business.
2: <laughs> after a while. So um,
1: so I don't know what where you want to jump back in here.
2: Yeah. Well, I think we, we sort of looked at, you know, if we were to do, you know, if, if the same scenario were to repeat itself, what have we learned, you know, from our experiences and how would we, you know, what would now be a red flag for us or, you know. Yeah. What would we now sort of pick up on that we didn't when we entered into the relationships, really. Okay. And I know for me, I, I, I did, somebody did say it with my uh, ex-husband, they, they did sort of say, well hasn't he been married before, you know, his mid 30s, mid to late 30s, hasn't he been married before, you know, and you say, well no he hasn't, he's had one or two, well, girlfriends, and now they're not very long term, but at the time he sort of led me to believe that they had been longer term, but then you find out that they weren't, you know? So I think now that would be a bit more of a red flag for me as to why somebody, you know, yeah. gets sort of mid to late 30s and hasn't got a past, effectively. But I don't know, what. how did you meet yours? And, you know?
1: Yeah, mine was. Uh... <clears throat> yeah, I mean, as far as when I met my um, ex, it was basically. Um, just a lot of, she, she moved to Las Vegas from Buffalo and it was just, you know, she was living with some friends. She got kicked out of her house and she was just, you know, down and out. She's, everything was their fault and blah, blah, blah. And she moved there with a guy, a guy, and then she claimed the guy followed her and, you know, and then she, um, would tell me stories about how horrible he was and how she, um, burned some of his clothes on the front yard because he was cheating on her, allegedly. Um, you know, which, I mean, who knows what's true and what's not true at this point, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know um, what to believe, really. <laughs> So it's
2: very, it's very difficult because I got that that you know very critical of you've been in the neighbourhood the area for years and years and years but you know seemingly that the now was a uh, you know there weren't many friends you you sort of you know meet a few people don't you or meet somebody and then you introduce one or two of your friends you know to them or introduce them and bring them home, as it were. Um, and that sort of didn't happen. And you sort of wonder, well, where are all their friends? But then you think, well, well, I did, you know, well, he's not married and maybe his friends are married, but there were less and less best friends, you know, buddies. Yeah. So he didn't sort of go to a club, go to football, go to, he didn't go and do anything.
1: Nope. Yeah. No, I think, I think that that actually is pretty accurate. I mean, a lot of, you know, she would claim she had all these long-term friends, but they, every single one they had a falling out with every single one, she was not close with anymore. Every single guy, friend, like boyfriend that she ever had, she wasn't close with anymore. The only friends that she did have that she was, you know, semi-close with were, um, you know, people that didn't really get too close to her. Um, and then she would try to, you know, cozy up with them, you know, later on in our relationship, she'd reach back out to people, they'd hang out, but then there was always a falling out. There was always a reason that, you know, they stopped Ooh. being friends. Um, I guess at one point she had one friend call her a sociopath. Um, mm. and that really set her off, um, like really, really bad. So, um, yeah. It's funny now looking back at it because she obsessed over that for weeks. I'm not a sociopath. And then she started doing research on it and studying on it and trying to figure out exactly what sociopath, I don't do this. I don't do that. She does this. She does this. She does that. She does this. She, you know, mm. that, I'm, I'm not like this at all, you know? And I mean, as, mm. as we know, NPD and <laughs> being a sociopath are very yeah. closely tied together, you know? <laughs>
2: yes. And this inability to sort of take any sort of constructive feedback from your so-called friends as well, you know, seems to be um, quite... Just cut them out. Yeah, you know? Yes. Yeah, very much so. And and there was always, you know, but it was like historic as well. It wasn't just his generation. It was like his parents' generation. Their, you know, their parents uh, uh, mistreated his parents or his uncle or his you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, there was, there was her family members. I remember there was a, they used to go out to the Adirondacks in New York and um, at Lake George. And she had, you know, huge falling outs with, with family members, you know, anytime, anytime there was a family get together, you know, she was always negative and, you know, I'm the black sheep of the family and I'm this and I'm that nobody likes me. My uncle hates me and all this stuff. And, um, I remember one sp- specific summer, um, you know, the two uncles were, you know, doing karaoke and someone, <laughs> someone got mad at the other one and they were getting in each other's face and, you know, they were really, really, really close and they started, um, you know, almost got into a brawl with each other. And, uh, then her mom jumped in to kind of break it up a little bit. And her mom kind of incidentally got pushed, um, but oh. not hard
0: yeah. and,
1: and, and, And then um, all of a sudden she jumps up and she gets up in his face and don't you touch my mom, I'll fucking kill you. And just like went absolutely, you know, 10 times above whatever, where everyone else was.
2: Yeah, Yeah. And, and then,
1: and then everyone's like, really after everything you've put us through. And that was my first, you know, time actually, like of them openly saying anything about her. And, you know, I only heard from her story, like, like what h- her side of the story was with her family. But, um, you know, after everything you put us through, do you really want us to go there? Do you really want us to go there? You know, and, and now looking back at it, I kind of know. I mean, um, yeah, you know, yeah. she had a child. Um, she had a child in high school and ended up staying with her uncle. You know, and that was the uncle she was screaming at. Um, her aunt and uncle she stayed with. She gave a child up for adoption and I knew nothing about it at that point. Um, so there was a lot of like, there was a lot of hidden, you know, shadows that that were in the family. And, um, you know, he was basically, he was basically insinuating, like, really, you want to go there? Like you lived with us for free while you were pregnant and we put up with your bullshit, you know, (laughs) and we gave you loans, we gave you money, we did all this stuff for you. And we're keeping your secret and you're going to treat me like this. Like that was kind of the, <laughs> yeah. so Gosh. it, oh, it yeah. was crazy. But yeah, she, yeah. she's still, it's still talk to like my, my kids sometimes. And they have friends that were mutual friends with her friends, you know? Um, so my kids, she would find new parents. She's always finding these new parents with these new kids. And sometimes I'll ask my kid like, Oh, Hey, what happened to so-and-so? Um, and it's always like, oh yeah, my, you know, my mom's not friends with them anymore. So I don't really talk to them much. I'm like, oh, really? Is everything okay? Anything happen? He's like, I don't know. They're just not friends anymore. They just don't talk. It's like, oh, okay. You know, that happens all the time. Mm. So my Mm. poor kids now don't have any stable friendships because the mom can't have a stable stable friendship.
2: So what, what um, you know, when you look, everything broke down with the wife, what was it like with her family? Do you have any contact with them at all, or how did they treat um, the whole situation?
1: The like her, her mom, um, her mom has me, and her mom don't have a had a really good relationship, but her she's very much a, a sympathizer of the yeah. abuse and was very much keeping me in the, the abuse. I think one of the big reasons I stayed as long as I did was because I did have an intense amount of respect for her parents for a long time. Um, her stepfather is the one that's kind of in the picture and her stepfather hates her, um, hates her. Uh, it's 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 bad. Um, so he he still reaches out to me and contacts me. I mean, he's been telling me for years to get out. He's like, you, you know, there's really no, there's no fix in this. Like you can try as long as you want. Like I'll respect you either way. But you know, he was like, honestly, you're not going to fix it. It's, you know, she's going to be, he, he would basically just say that she's a, you know, she's just going to suck you dry. She's going to suck you dry. She's going to emotionally, you know, destroy yeah. you. And he's not big on psychology or anything like that. He's very, you know, very driven by, you know, business, business, business. He doesn't let his emotion show, but he just, he just basically like anytime he was around her, he would ignore her. He never, I think the entire relationship with her for, you know, the whole time I was with her, I don't think he ever said maybe two words directly to her and actually oh. looked at her while saying it. If he was mm-hmm. talking to her, he would usually talk through someone else. Oh, your mom doesn't like when we play too rough, um, yeah. you know um, that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. um
2: do your kids still have anything that they they have contact with, with her parents?
1: Um, uh, my kids have contact with her parents, yeah. Yeah, I mean, her mom is, is uh, she hovers, she hovers. I mean, she has been treated poorly by um, my ex too, but now that I'm not in the picture, my ex is now using her as the new supply, I feel like. And so now okay. she's keeping her close. Um, and right now she's just kind of praising her mom for all the work she's doing because she needs her mom and the second she doesn't need her mom then she's going to treat her mom like shit again Um, but for now um, you know her mom is on her side because she's getting the nice version of her daughter and she doesn't want that to stop you know so um, their relationship for now is good but that's because my what ex needs
2: anything? yeah
1: yeah yeah she she needs her her time to watch the kids when she needs to do something and she needs her money
2: yeah so
1: um as long as that's the situation her her mom's going to continue to be um fooled you know it's her daughter so that's even harder you know but her mom every time we would get in a fight you know she would say things like it takes two to tango there's always two sides to a story You guys loved each other once, like all the, all the typical things I know now that are like the wrong thing to tell someone when they're being abused, um, which just led me to feeling more and more shame and guilt. You know, she, she always did it. And just, it just completely, um, invalidated anything that I was actually going through. And I had to like toughen up and be like, yeah, you're right. It does take two to tango. It does take, it does take two of us to fight the way we do. You know, I did. I did love her once. Maybe be
2: me then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess I'm gonna have to reevaluate what I'm doing because I must be doing something wrong. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. It's really difficult, isn't it? Well, did um, has your wife got a a new partner or your spouse, or did she have the boy? people I think she's
1: had I think she's had people on and off um but I don't think I mean nobody that she's introduced to the kids at this point I know she was dating someone for a while and I think she was making it seem more serious than it was because I think she was trying to like see if I was jealous or something but I wasn't Mm. um I was kind of like good good riddance you know go yeah. suck someone else dry. Um, but at the same time, I don't really want to see anybody else suck dry. You know? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like even though part of it for selfish reasons, I'm like, yes, yes, go drain someone else. But at the same time, it's like, but that guy doesn't deserve it either. Nobody right. deserves the treatment she gives. Like, mm. I can't I can't sit there and say, well, if that guy's stupid enough to be with her, because that that was me. I was stupid enough to be with her. And I don't even think it's stupid. I think it's just,
2: you, you get fooled. It, so, it, I, it, it is like it's such an insidious thing, isn't it? And there's so much else going on that you just don't actually realise you're in in the quagmire, really, until much later. Well, I didn't, not until much later on. I don't think. You know, yeah. I didn't even really. And I think um, several times, my ex-spouse. You know uh had little flings here there you know might only be a few hours a few, a few days or a couple of times you know but several times but I always didn't quite believe it or made an excuse for it or ignored it or this something so it wasn't really until we'd sort of separated right I started really noticing oh gosh yeah no this looks like the same as a couple of years ago, you know. Yep. Uh, and sure enough, it was, you know. Um, and and I think our son was older, so when we once we'd separated, he started then using, trying to use other relationships to get our son to support him rather than support me. Just to, uh, you know, take like us through, through life. yeah, it became, uh, You know, I don't know. It's constantly a
1: competition. It's they're always competing. There's never just a, you know, ever just an understanding of somebody else's situation. It's always like my situation's so much worse than yours. You know, it's and then and then pulling children into the middle of it is is just.
2: Yes, I'm the only one suffering. Mm -hmm. Always, I stole everything off him. I do, it was all his. I did, you know, everything I had done, you know. Yeah. And interesting, in quite a lot of the time now, I sort of look at it and go, well, actually, just deflected anything that was <laughs> him really um, um, and, yeah. you know. Um. So that was, yeah, and that was quite an interesting thing. Yeah, I, I think. I would be much I'm much more interested to know if I meet somebody now, I'm much more interested to know about their past life, their past history, and how they, you know, how they relate it to me. Yeah. And, um... I'm sort of... But I think part of being an empath, which you are, is that when they say, oh, this... And then they present a very credible case because they can say what they like about, you know, well, this didn't work out because, because, because. Right. That's a shame, you know. uh, And this one didn't work out because she had an affair with whoever. And this Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, you know, how means that you know and you're sort of halfway down the, i'm sort of halfway down the path anyway and then you just get sucked into it believing that yep. everything that they say because there's no evidence that they're telling you lies i haven't right. any, you know whereas i would it, it's it's awful for the next person and the next person whoever i might meet but now they'd have to sort of demonstrate their honesty a bit more, I think. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I think a big thing for me. I mean, obviously, I, I have a new partner now. We're we've been dating for you know almost almost two years. Um, but it, I mean, I think with COVID, everything just kind of um, amplified and sped up our relationship. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, but I mean, yeah. a big a big thing when I you know what I was looking for in a partner, if I was to move on, which I wasn't necessarily knowing what was going to happen, but um, was there a relationship with their previous partners with their, you know, more than just the, the one, because, you know, if if one person does mistreat someone, maybe they are just another victim, like, you know, or, or, you know, a survivor of a victim, you know, abusive situation, but how is your relationship with your parents, with your aunt, with your siblings, with your, you know, Um, how many exes do you still, you know, hold in high regard? Like, you know, I mean, I, I do have an intense amount of, of love and appreciation for most of my friends, even if I don't talk to them still, or even my, my exes before my narcissist, you know, I still have really good relationships with them. Like if I wanted to reach out and see how things are, I wouldn't get a, you know, bleep you (laughs) don't talk to me type reaction.
2: No, no, that's me, and I sort of think, well, why wouldn't you have, because you've both moved on, it doesn't matter who who was responsible for the breakup at the time, but years have gone past, you know, years have gone past, and it's now seven years since I um, pitched for divorce originally, you know, and... uh, (laughs) it's four years since i moved out it will be four years in october since we sold the place and moved out so yeah i had to spend three years but that was because he delayed everything um yeah yeah. but it's four years and if anything he's he's just got worse i think a friend says you know the thing is he's going to live like that for the rest of his days it's going to eat him for the rest of his days.
1: Oh, of course.
2: Yeah. To move on. And so, actually, it's fairly recent that I've, you know, with the realization that this is a narcissist and this is where they head. Because before I was feeling, I felt so guilty that I hadn't made the marriage work and I hadn't stayed there and hadn't, you know, was it really, and then you think, was it really that bad? Was it really that
1: bad? I know you have those thoughts. It's, it's so bad,
2: say, and it would have been all right, Henry. You know, like, ugh, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you you just sort of start kidding yourself there, and that it wasn't yeah. really, you know, uh, and feel guilty. So it's only recently I've I've ditched that and thought, no, <laughs> actually, yeah. it was that bad. And, it and, was that bad. Friends that have sort of read drafts of what I've been writing said, we knew something was going on, but we had no clue that it was like this. Yeah, you know? and, um,
1: yeah because you don't let them know because you're terrified that they might find out if, like, if he found out that you were confiding in, in mutual friends, like, that would have gone horrible for you. Like, you know
2: well <laughs> no, it would ju- it would just then you would have had I would have had no opportunity to get any respite mm-hmm. friends anyway as it happened one of the friends he chose to have an affair with so I and uh, you know it was a little while before I cottoned on to the fact that there must be something going on between right. them It was unimportant information, but suddenly he got some unimportant information that I'd only remembered telling my son and two very good friends. So I thought, hmm, that's strange. How did he get that information? You know, must be one of them. And then I thought, well, I've never told anybody but you've got to keep this a secret from him. So I just tested it with three bits of different information and important bits of information and I told them each bits of information and waited to see which ones came back and this (laughs) one, it was the girlfriend you know, not with them not the um, the elderly couple that we were friends with and I tried it two or three times with two or three different bits of information just to be certain nothing was accidentally happening and it was different. And it was, you know, so then I thought, oh, okay, there we go then, you know, um, and I just waited my moment and I phoned up the friend and said, you know, and she actually put the phone down on me when I wanted to talk to her, Um, so I phoned up and I recorded myself doing it because he used to tell me I'd got a temper problem and yeah, you know, I needed anger management and I was mentally unstable and it started all that kind of thing. Um, so I recorded myself doing it so I could play it back to another friend so that they could confirm I was not shouting or ranting and I just said, oh, from now on, we're not friends. It's all that I'm going through at the moment. I just haven't got time for friends, so we're not friends. I didn't mention him. I didn't mention him. I just said, we're not friends. And it was, well, all hell broke loose on the night from him. Yeah. And I was mm. like, yeah. Really, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Um, and oh God, yes, yes. (laughs) So now I am much more alert to red flags and red lights, and thinking, you know, with with all kinds of relationships, not just you know a romantic relationship, but right, friends and what have you. And you think, really, you know, what's that about then? You know. (laughs) Oh (laughs) yes.
1: Yeah. I've had, I've had, um, I don't even remember how the conversation came up, but I was at one of the the locations of the stores that I, that I um, recruit for. And uh, there was a guy there and he, um, I said something, I don't know how the conversation came up, but somebody said the word narcissist and he just was instantly triggered. And he was just like, Oh, the word of 2020, everyone's a effin narcissist now everyone's this everyone's that you know and he just got so been out of shape and i was like whoa buddy you know like calm calm down a little bit and he was like my ex used to call me that all the time i just work all the time i'm just a heart and i was like huh and i was like that's interesting i was like have you ever stopped to think that it might be that you are (laughs) you know i I just like called him out on it because i don't ever see him every day you know and he just his, his face got so red and you know he was just like you could tell he was triggered but i was just you know. I'm in a different position where I have no, you know, the stores have no say over what I do. So I don't really, I don't really care. I just tell people how it is. I just kind of, I kind of poked a little bit of like, well, maybe, maybe you are, you know, have you, have you thought about that, you know? (laughs) And he was just like, I'm not, everybody is. Everybody is, everyone's getting called out. Me too movement, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, buddy. All right. All right, I'll, I'll leave you alone, you know?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it was was so so ridiculous
1: (laughs) oh man yeah he was i mean just just the reactive like screw everybody you know like and that's what it is if you call a narcissist out they'll instantly get super pissed off and they'll you know demean other people and you know try to like downplay whatever it is and you know it's it's sweep it under the rug it was it was crazy I, I was just not expecting that reaction i wasn't even the one that said it someone else was said something about someone being a narcissist and he just lost it
2: <laughs> yeah. well and i think when you said in one of your things about these sort of one of the other things was like the treasure hunts that yeah. you, know, you had to do which is is like this trying to be better, to improve and to get things right and to do and get to the thing, but you never can. You never can. Well, I never could. I could never get it right or never do the right thing or never do the, you know, get whatever it was that was in their mind. Because it would change as well in it's minutes. Constantly. It would from yeah, one think... And you think, yeah. hang on a minute, hang on. <laughs> you said this a few minutes ago and they get they deny it. And they go, no, no, yeah. you know
1: no, you're not listening to me. <laughs> it's like, what?
2: Yes. yes, you don't listen ever, you know? Yeah,
1: I think I think they, you know, I've heard it said, um, I don't know if this is the technical term, but they say, like, the, the moving of the goalposts, you know, there's, there's like, a constant... Yes you know, it's almost like they do these, these checklists, these to-do lists for you. And, and I feel like, yeah. you know, early on in the relationship, it's almost like they're grooming you to see how far they can push you and how, how yeah. far you're and willing.
2: The bar and you'll still try and climb over it, you know? Right.
1: Yeah. And it's like, how, how many times can I kind of like screw around with them before they lose their mind? You know, <laughs> it's like, I don't yes. even, I don't think it's an intentional, but I think that there's, It's, you know, testing. I think it's testing your boundaries and being a a tolerant and patient person.
2: I think you've just mentioned one of the things that I just failed to do was boundaries. Because I've never had to do it. I've never had to do that. You know, other people have always, you know, we've had our boundaries and our own thing and we've respected it, you know, and it's the first time I've really come across somebody who completely failed to. Yep. You know, yeah has no boundaries, and uh, is just saying, I don't know into, I don't people say, you know, read this, understand a bit more about narcissism. And in a way, I don't want to. Why should I why should I try and understand why somebody's abused me? I,
0: yeah. I don't
2: need to understand it. I just understand how it happened. It's happened. And now i understand how not to let it happen again and i think to me that's much more important than trying to understand him because where would it get me it won't get me
1: you probably (laughs) already have spent years trying to understand him i'm sure you spent you know countless hours in your own head analyzing and evaluating why he was the way he was what you could do to make him better and blah 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 you know um the changing, the changing of the goalposts though, and the, and the treasure hunts, you know, I've been really thinking about that a lot and yeah. it's just, you know, there, there's so many times, I know I was just talking about this last night with my partner and I actually, you know, someone else reached out to me on um, social media and they were talking about the same thing. And I had someone email me about it and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't feel like I've heard that one mentioned a lot, but it is one of those things, you know, where are my keys? where are my keys? Can you find my keys? You know, like, how yes. the, am I supposed to know, I know where your keys are?
2: I've actually, you know, we were in a farm business together. Yeah. So it's finished and the, I did the accounts, final accounts, final tax returns, dissolution of the partnership. Now I, or the other day I received a letter from his new accountants requesting all the figures all the all the you know what's this what's this what's this he has all of that but he still thinks i'm going to jump in and answer all of these questions so yep. um it went to my uk address so i just said could you pop it back in the envelope and go gone away
1: yeah bye <laughs>
2: he has the information because i copied him in on it yeah. because it was a court requirement as part of the divorce and the proceedings to do so so he's got yeah. all the information yeah and actually he because he was still there he was running the farm and so he sent me all the transactions so that i could do the return so it all started with him so you know they better ask him you know yeah money, you know. yeah <laughs> they,
1: they just want you to do like these things just to see it I, it's almost like they try to see if they can still just have any kind of control over you just,
2: just yeah hook you in and because it's your thing you. Used, i used to do it guys i'll just give them all the information i think really no i'm not my
1: my yeah. i got an email yesterday from her um because i have my kids you know on on two days a week and she um she basically still has stuff, this is, this is. I don't have enough time to go into this part of it, but this has become like a major part of an, a bigger issue. But um, her our backyard, we're trying to get the house ready to sell and I want to, cause I want to split. I want to split, like get away. Like I don't want to deal with any of this anymore. Um, she was supposed to move all of her garden stuff out to her new place, get all the garden, you know, all the, all the flowers that she wanted. She was supposed to dig them out. Um, she did it late in the season. Um, apparently, she still left stuff there. She didn't tell me she left stuff there. Uh-huh. So when I moved into the house, part of the reason I moved into the house was because I, I knew that I needed to get the garden ready, and I needed to, to clean up the backyard and get it ready for sale. And people aren't going to just want rows and rows of flowers everywhere. And mm-hmm. it was my understanding that she already moved everything out. Apparently, she didn't. Um okay. And she didn't tell me that it wasn't in any kind of court agreement, but now she's, you know, trying to come back and say, you destroyed part of the garden. That's $12,000 worth of you know, flowers that I had back there. How dare you don't touch anything else in the garden. You know um, you know, now she's trying to say that I've damaged. And I said, the reason I didn't move into the house until after you moved your stuff out of the garden, out of the basement was because I was protecting myself against accusations and lies that you're doing right now. And you're still finding a way to do this to me, you know? (laughs) And so then, and then she has the gall after that, she has garden boxes there and she tries to control my time and what I do with my kids during my time, she said, Well, what you could do in the backyard is you could break down the garden boxes and stack them up and then I'll just pick them up and you could do it with the kids. So while you're with the boys, why don't you go ahead and do that?
2: Oh, you do do a bit of work for me.
1: Yeah. So now you can do my work for me and it'll be a fun thing to do with the kids because you'll be outdoors and you can teach them about building and breaking down and you can even talk about the science and the seasons changing and you can make it a whole science lesson. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not doing yeah. any of that. <laughs> I basically just responded with, um, I will not be doing that. You are not able to control my time with the kids any longer. Um, what I choose to do with the kids on my time is what I will choose to do. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, I'm, I'm not.
2: You know, obviously, if there was a real problem with your kids in school or wherever and this, like, and that, then it would be sensible to... Try and have a discussion together, but you'd need a mediator involved, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd need a teacher or somebody that can mediate between the two of you. It's it's completely pointless trying to.
1: There's no reason. Yeah, so I I called my lawyer. I talked to him for two and a half hours yesterday. Um, all kinds of all kinds of stuff. I'm actually probably going to do an episode just over. (laughs) over all the updates that are going on there but um okay. bottom line is i'm not i'm i'm not engaging i'm not you know she she then emailed me later in the day saying that she's missing stuff out of the garage for her gardening supplies and there's other things that haven't been moved but some of her seed pod and and things are, are gone and missing and you know basically oh, without so telling me accusing yeah. me um, saying like, it's weird. I know we didn't get robbed because there was more expensive things there than this. So I just find it really peculiar, you know, beating around the bush. And I basically said, um, since you're accusing and not asking, I will go ahead and answer it as if you were asking, no, I did not take any of your supplies, nor do I have any reason to go in the garage at all at this point. Um, have a good day. Like, you know, Yeah. you don't ask, you're not like, hey, have you seen this? Like a normal person would. It's like, <laughs> it's like so um, ridiculous. Yeah. But, um, Yeah. So I guess we'll probably just kind of cut it here for now. And I definitely yeah. think we're going to need to do another episode to kind of cover more things that, that we want to cover.
2: Yeah, I think so. I've seen you, yeah, I've had some thoughts, particularly about the children and, and how you manage contact with your with them and with the with spouse, etc. etc. I think that would be I'd be interested to know what your thoughts are on that, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll remember yeah. that. We'll do quite a few more episodes because I think there's a lot more talking through stuff that we could do.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree.
2: Okay. All Absolutely.
1: Right. Thank you for coming on again.
2: Lovely, <laughs> lovely to see you again. Have a good weekend Thanks,
1: Trish.
2: And a happy Easter.
1: Oh, you too. I forgot about that. <laughs> Bye.
2: Take care of it.
1: You too.
0: That was my conversation with Trish. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, I hope that it's been of use to you. Um, and I look forward to speaking with Trish again. And Uh, going a little bit more in depth on different subjects as we discussed there at the end of the episode. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Have a good day.